You want a footy podcast with expert opinion. Beat Freo there last year for whatever that holds. Yeah, it's the least relevant game of 2016. <laughs> with sizzling hot takes. They're a bigger cop taste to their fans than late 1990s Pamela Anderson. And unique analysis. What was it? What was the quote, mate? I don't know. I was pissed. <laughs> you want the Greenfield Post footy podcast. The first buy round is, is over. Really weird sort of, I don't like the buy rounds. We're going to have to talk about that uh, throughout the podcast. Plenty to tick off the pies. Are they back? Richmond fans, are they premature? Port versus Hawthorne, very weird game. Geelong, are they actually premiership uh, contenders? Coaching sack race, we need to revisit for the first time in a few weeks. Plus, Rudy's rant. And we'll give three word reviews for all the buy teams from the weekend. You are on the Greenfield Post at Footy Podcast with Rabs Warren. You are here with Rudy Edsel as well, Rudy. G'day, guys. Lovely yeah. to be here on this uh, wonderful Monday. It's it's freezing. And uh, g'day, Ethan. How you going, mate? <laughs> good. How are you? Very good, mate. As always, we want to kick off uh, the rounds preview, or review, we should say, with our favourite players of the weekend. Uh, I'm going to give it to you, Rudy, to kick us off. Uh, I don't normally like going partisan with this selection, but I have to give props to Joel Selwood this week. Oof. He was How could un- you not? He was unbelievable after he caught that head knock. He got split right open by... Uh, Andy Otten. Andy Otten. Yeah, late in the first quarter, and then he came back on, and his second quarter was just monstrous. I think I read that he had twelve touches in that quarter, and like several contested marks going back. He was like going back with the flight and stuff. It was brilliant, and he yeah he had that. Uh, I think he'd had ten stitches over the quarter time break. He ended with um thirty five touches and nine clearances, and it was at uh, twenty one of those touches contested. It, it's like um, it's like you know how sometimes you get to like the final boss of a video game, and and like <laughs> when you hurt them, it actually like when you shoot them, it actually gives them strength. When yeah. he, like they when get, you injure they, get, they, they, just, they just go to another. They get level. red yeah. and they get angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he got red. Yeah, yeah. There was Clarence. <laughs> there he was. Had, lots he had of a dint, a literal dint in his head. Yeah, yeah. He had a full on hole, hole in it his head. It was unbelievable. I'm sure, there was skull in there at some point. Yeah, I, I wrote this morning that <laughs> I think you could see his brain. Yeah, well, I wrote this morning that when he when he departs this world, they should put his granite like head next to Philap's heart and just enshrine yeah. it in Canberra in yeah, the museum. Yeah. There's a lot, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, social media resistance to Joel Selwood. There's a lot of uh, discussion about his ducking or whatever, but uh, no, he's 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 the real thing. He's the, the toughest human being. In Australia. Leading. Uh, Not just footy. He'd be leading Geelong's BNF as well, which is a big call with Paddy Dangerfield as his teammate. Yeah, well, probably. That's, that's, that's the thing I was going to say. It'd be interesting to see Chris Scott's coaches' votes this week because Sell would get the five, Danger would get the four, Andy Otten should get the three. <laughs> yeah. Spurring him on. It's <laughs> a good call. Uh, who was your player of the week? Uh, mine was Josh Kelly. Ooh, the one point that the uh, nine million over nine year man. Uh, it might be 10 million Ooh. after the way he played. He's or a might be 90. Yeah. Who knows? Um, yeah, he was sublime on the weekend. 38 touches, 33 of those effective. Uh, at halftime, he had one ineffective disposal out of like 22 or something like that. Uh, 10 inside 50s, 12 score involvements. He, he's a 9 out of 10 player in literally everything he does. That's the thing about him. Like, there's there's no faults to his game. Mm. Wins contested ball, uses on the outside with both feet. He's skillful. And another thing, he's a he's a supreme pressure player. He had the most pressure acts for GWS on the weekend. 10 tackles as well. He does it all, and there's no wonder there's so much interest in him. Yeah, I'll tell you what I love about him is that uh, no one really knew much about him or knew who he was until this year when North came with that $9 million bid, and then all of a sudden the scrutiny's on him, and he goes massive. Mm. That's, that's the mark of a, a serious footy player. 
He's not like your Penderbury type, though, because he's not as tall as, what, 183 or something. He's not one of those weird, uh, really annoying blokes like Penderbury who is a tall midfielder who makes blokes like me who views the excuse of being... Literally um, as a stopwatch who yeah. stops time. Yeah, yeah. but Somewhere you know, in his shorts or something. I, I used to be able to get, get away with the excuse of being clumsy because I was tall, but then Penderbury's <laughs> the same height as me and he's just like a freak, just a gazelle. But Josh Kelly, man, he's worth every single cent. Are you cent. comparing your football exploits to Scott Penderbury? No, I'm, well, <laughs> I was, and I lost very much so. Uh, my player of the week, It's it's been like a... A collective effort for his season so far. Taylor Adams. I thought yesterday in Perth, uh, he wasn't as good as Trelaw, but I gave Taylor Adams because he's just been so consistent. Last year, every game he missed, it was the worst games of the season. He's a barometer for us. Averages 30 disposals now for the first time in his career. Yesterday at 28, 11 tackles and nine clearances. I love him. He came to the club not been able to kick, and he still sometimes butchers it. But, I mean, he's one of those blokes you just want in every single team. I was gonna, I was gonna bang on about you for um, picking a Collingwood player, but I can't not help but love Taylor Adams. He's he, a good player. He's a good player, and I reckon he's he's probably the almost the best of the XGWS players at the moment. Yeah. Oh, who else is there? Um, there's lots. Yeah, there's a few. I mean, Reece Tom, Pal- Tom, Tom, Tom Boyd. Palmer, <laughs> Tom Boyd. <laughs> Tom Boyd won a flag for his team last year. Yeah. But uh, Taylor Adams is probably one of the better ones going around him, or maybe Trelaw. Yeah, or and Elliot. or Hoskin yeah. Elliott. Jeez, we're, yeah, we're Hoskin, starting to stack them up like Carlton, aren't a, we? He's a seriously good player. Or Liam Sumner or someone like that. Yeah. I, I like I like Adams. He's got a little bit of uh, he's got a little bit of prick about him too. Mm. Yeah, you just like him because he's a Geelong boy. I didn't even know that. Oh, well, there like you go. Him. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, while we're on the pies, it, geez, it was a gutsy win. It, we were all watching it. I, I was watching it at the pub, so I couldn't actually hear any of the um, commentary. And I saw Wells go down. They initially said it was groin on Twitter, but of course it was his calf. So who what else is it going to be? Yeah, yeah. you have the mandatory eight weeks <laughs> Somewhere out. in the soft tissue region. Yeah. yeah. And then Jamie Elliott going down with an ankle, and that, that really that hurts. looked bad. Looked bad. Yeah. Um, I thought they, the commentary, the TV commentary was talking broken legs at one point. Yeah. Luckily, he's escaped that, but he's still got a pretty bung ankle. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he was on crutches straight after the game and hobbling around. And then you had... Uh, Tyson Goldsacker couldn't lift his shoulder above his head. That was amazing. He was almost my player of the week, actually. Yeah, he, he's, <laughs> he, he, he split a couple of contests with one arm. That's incredible. Yeah, he, he spent 16 minutes on the bench in that third quarter. He wasn't going to come back on. Mm. He only came back on because Daniel Wells was injured. And he, he went forward. His right shoulder was about two inches lower than his left. He yeah. could, he could oh, lift it at all. He was he, winged. It, there was a photo of him. He was at, in clear pain as well. You could see it like he's grimacing in pain. Yeah, there, there, was a, there was a yeah. contest late in the game where he was almost like, now nah, stuff this. So when the I ball should, went over the boundary. Well, yeah, and I should go off the ground. And there's a great photo of him singing the team song. Everyone's got their arms around each other going, oh, this is a great win, singing the song. He's got one arm around the player on his left and his right arm's just hanging, yeah. Mm. Yeah. hanging by his side. Yeah. I, I love fantastic. him. He, he does everything you could ask for. For that football club, yeah, it was a good win. Um, with Can I, so just, many injured blokes, I'll, I'll yeah. just say he's watching him on the field. I thought it was akin to remember when Graham Smith came in with a broken hand just to bat out the last few overs for South Africa <laughs> a few years ago against, and he was and he was visibly, visibly in pain, but went out there to do it for his team. Mm. I it, thought it was one of the more overrated, uh, oh, um, okay. tough, tough guy things when when Graham Smith did that. I didn't understand the the um, the love for that. Okay, I thought. I mean. It, I get, I get why people banged on about it, but it, I mean, he, he, just doing what anyone would have done in that scenario, I would have thought, mm. like at international cricket level. Oh, well, Gary, anyway, Gary, this isn't a cricket pod. Well, Gary, <laughs> Gary Ablett wouldn't come on with, a, with an injured shoulder and play out the rest of the game. So that, does that make Tyson Goldsack a better footballer? I, I would say yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Okay. <laughs> so, what, do you, so where are the pies at then? That's three in a row, albeit against Brisbane, Hawthorne, and now Fremantle well, and Perth. I was, was going to say, this was a good win, but I mean, Freo did their best to let them, to let them do it. Mm-hmm. I thought Freo, with the game on the line, that was some of the worst pressure footy I've ever seen a team play. They were horrible. They couldn't execute a kick or anything. Um, they are young. Let's not forget. They've got a lot of young and experienced mm. players. Um, it wasn't the young players making mistakes. So like Michael Johnson stuffed up a kick or two in the last Brad quarter. Brad Hill missed an open goal. Brad Hill? Yeah. yeah. So you, you were saying earlier, Rabs, that you thought uh, off air, you were saying that you thought uh, you were quite um, impressed with how Brad Hill played. But I, I think he cost them that game. I reckon if he kicks that goal, they win the game from there. He did kick a ripper before that, though. He did. No, I'm not saying he didn't. But, like, you've got to land the easy one with the game on the line like that. Yeah, you do. And you could just tell that the the soul of the crowd was just sucked out as soon as he missed that shot. And then the next goal was uh, Hoskin Elliott running into an open goal. You're showing how it's done. Yeah, absolutely. And he stuffed that up and recovered. But I was ready to throw... Um, Brad Hill to the scrap heap when he went to free. I thought he was going to be found out as a front runner, but he's been actually been their best player this season. Yeah, consistently. For, uh, maybe Michael Walters and yeah, Lucky so Neal, yeah. but he's up there. Yeah, he's uh, certainly up there. He's a good player. He's a look. Yeah, looks a better player than I thought he was capable of. I, yeah. I did think it along your lines that he'd be one of those found to be, uh, yeah, front running. But no, he's he's actually pretty decent. There's still the element of not quite their decision making and. Ball use for Brad mm. Hill, though. That was there at Hawthorne. It's still there at Freo. So we move on to another win. Richmond's. You you chuck this in, Rudy, because we, we do know that you uh, love kicking the boots into Richmond and calling them out <laughs> as pretenders. But they beat North. And I was at the pub again watching this game. And my Richmond friends were saying, we're playing premiership football. What do you do? You think that uh, oh, rings true? Spare me that. <laughs> I, I was. They uh, win a bloody final first. <laughs> um, I was. I was out. I didn't see much of this game. Um, it looks like a, a decent margin, but I did. I did notice a, a lot of carry on on uh, Facebook from my Richmond fan mates as well. And is it? Is it's, I mean, they've just beaten North. Is that? What, what happened, Dave? Like, I, I think I think it was the way they... You either look at the... I was saying this before the pod. You either look at the first half, you know, they were kind of struggling with North and North almost had their measure and they led by two points at halftime. But it was the way Richmond wrestled back the game. They kicked five goals in eight minutes to start that third quarter. North didn't touch the footy, mm. almost. Like, mm. they, they probably would have had, you know, 30, 40 disposals to 10 or 15 at that point. It was just one-way traffic and it was just... You know, it's something Richmond hasn't done before, and they've just really ripped a game out of the other team's hands. And it was just a ruthlessness to it that made you think, okay, Richmond are a good side when they're going. Does that not, like, could that not be construed as more North allowing the game to be ripped away from them? Because they have form in that aspect. They're very good at that. No, I I don't put that one on North. You know what? I want Richmond supporters to be up and about because when the carpet's ripped under, the rug's pulled out from underneath them, it's just going to be so much better. (laughs) But if you look at those three losses, close losses they had in a row, if they had won those, they're 10 and 1 and a game clear on top of the ladder. Mm. They're Mm. not playing bad football at all. Mm. Um, I just wanted to back back to Collingwood. You asked where they're at. Um, I still don't think they're a chance of making the finals. Mm-hmm. I don't see them or Freo. I was saying this to you guys off off air earlier. I don't see either of. Them. I thought that game was like. I thought they're both irrelevant teams to twenty seventeen. 
Well, if you if you look at the latter, and I, I would say that I've, I'm more bullish than I've been about finals for the first time in the last three seasons under Bucks. Uh, take it away. Are we a better side than Melbourne? Probably not. No. Are we a better side than Fremantle? Yeah, I'd say yes. Well, yeah, you Are we a better side than Perth. St Kilda? Uh, no. Are we a better side so. than West Coast? Oh, yes. Well, then, then we're around. <laughs> then we're around the eight. We're eight or ninth. Mm. If you look yeah, at that, those, that, that's the thing. It's such a close year. I don't think you can not consider Collingwood in the mix. Mm. And it makes Queen's birthday crucial. If they win that, which you know they're every chance to do. We know what Melbourne's done this year. They're six and five with a percentage of near one hundred and five. Yeah, one hundred and two at the moment. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's over a hundred. Mm. It means they're right in the mix. Mm. What about Frio? Nah. Yeah, I I kind of think they're wasting their time. To be honest. I don't really see why they're winning, why they're bothering to win these <laughs> these games. They're the third lowest scoring team in the in the league. Yeah, they've got a percentage lower than Sydney's. Sydney is mm. 16th. <laughs> it's actually 20 lower than yeah, Sydney's. Yeah, yeah, it's like significantly lower. I just don't understand why they're they're like it's I feel I feel like it's actually counterproductive to keep winning these games for Fremantle. Well, we we've already touched on on West Coast. That it, everyone saw that loss coming. It is absolutely yeah. ridiculous. I, I tipped Gold Coast with no hesitation whatsoever. Yeah, I same. just didn't think that, yeah. <laughs> I've mentioned it before and I'll say it again. The fear in Mark Lacroix's eyes when he's uh, at Perth Airport is real. Uh, like, he just does not want to travel. I, oh, actually, I said earlier that, that Frio played some of the worst pressure football I've ever seen. West Coast's last 45 oh. seconds of this game were horrendous. Sam Mitchell turned it over. Sam Mitchell doesn't turn the ball over. I, I just don't understand why they played with so little urgency. Mm. The game was on the line. The game was still there to be won. They they should have had it won in that that last quarter. They got, a, and, I think, a couple of kicks ahead at one point, or they were at least leading late in the yeah, game. Yeah, they are up by 10 points, I think. Yeah, it, they, it, it was as if they didn't know that there was 40 seconds to go in the game because they were just mm. holding the ball inside their defensive 50. Yeah, it was very strange, wasn't it? I, I just don't... I don't I do don't know. Do, do, I don't know where West Coast are at. Do you reckon they're playing under the, the Do you reckon they're playing under the assumption they're a top six side? Yeah, it kind of feels like they aren't so concerned when they lose away because it's like, wow, we'll just, we'll just get them back in Perth. Hmm. I, they do that they do that every single time. They're eleven and eleven, they miss finals. Yeah, I just I <laughs> I don't know I don't know where they're at. I don't know what they're I don't know what they're doing. I've had West Coast fans say the same thing to me. Yeah. I don't know who what this team is, is doing. They've got a lot of blokes who just don't perform at all. I mean Jack mm. Darling he's he's like a spare dick at a wedding. He's yeah. just no good. He <laughs> I don't um he's mentally well, seems to still be scarred by how bad he was in the 2015 grand final. Oh. Like anytime the the stakes get high, he seems to, to uh, recede into his shell. Mm. A bit. He, and I actually think, I actually think it's true of a lot of their list. I think they're mentally not AFL standard. They've got a lot of soft players. They've got no hardball getters anymore. Prittis is cooked. Mitchell is old. That's it. They've got really no hardball getters. They've got Gaff, who's the most outside runner ever. Like, yeah. Luke Shuey can, can play inside. Mm. But not elite. Well, yeah, I mean, he's the he's the difference for me. Luke Shaw is the, the player they need to to pull up his socks. He's the only bloke they've got that can do both. Well, I know you want to talk about Geelong, but this this West Coast leads us into coaching Sacre. So I want to revisit it now that Bucks has got a few wins on the board. Ede has just had another win. I reckon, in all honesty, if West Coast keep losing, they don't make the finals. Adam Simpson is in serious trouble because, like I was saying to you boys off air, West Coast would have rolled into this season thinking they are a red hot premiership chance here. And they're struggling to make the eight. Yeah, well, I reckon you. 
like you said that, and I, uh, I was like, fair shout, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Um, and they're pretty ruthless over there in the West. Yeah, he's not, and he's he's not a West Coast guy either, is he? It's not no. like he's he's not like Busher Warsfold where he uh, has the the playing CV. Mm. Um, they'd have to think about it at least if they miss the finals this year. You know, two two seasons after a grand final appearance, they'd have to seriously think about where they're going with him. And it's there's also a pattern of behaviour that's that's become clear as well. Like you're talking about how they can't, or they you know appear to be very, they appear to struggle away from home. Well, maybe a refresh at the top is uh, the answer. Not I, to- sorry, I don't think they'll sack him, but I think they will put him on serious notice for 2018. Mm. If they lose an elimination final or they don't even make the eight. He's, he's only had four years, let's remember, and he made a grand final two years ago. So he has got some backing behind him, especially after, you know, Worstwell didn't leave their list in the greatest state, I don't think. He's got some he's got some backing behind him. But mm. what they've done this year... Shithouse. Shithouse. And another, another thing that I have a gripe with with Simpson is there's no... Like, they've gone all out with an experienced side for a... You know, they're obviously trying to make finals. They're obviously trying to do well this year. There's no youth in that side other than Elliot Yo, who is an absolute star. Mm. Dom Sheed has just fought his way back into the side. He started the year in the waffle. Other than that, name a young player who's succeeding in that side. Compare it to someone like Adelaide who have got, you know, like seven or eight blokes under mm. 23. Yeah. There's nothing. We can't discount the fact they've got no Nat and They've got no Ruckman, basically, whatsoever yeah. at the moment. Having to play Nathan Vardy. Drew Petrie. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that hurts. Yeah. Mm. Let's not forget too, they also limped out of the final series last year with the, that loss to the Bulldogs. So I don't know. I think you could chuck Simpson in, but I think it's safe to say Eid is, is probably head on the, head on the sack race. You'd reckon? I reckon he's a dead man walking Eid. I, mm. I think it's a matter of when, not if, mm-hmm. to be honest. Yeah. I, I agree st- with that. Yeah. I still don't think Bucks is clear out of the water either, by the way. No, I, well, no, I don't think so. Either. I, I've had my say on Collingwood. <laughs> All right, you, you want to have your say on Geelong because you wanted us to chuck us in, chuck your team. Oh, I, didn't think, I just didn't think we could not talk about yeah. uh, third playing second. Oh, I thought Adelaide. I thought Adelaide were going to get the win easily. That, that's what I wanted to bring up um, on Friday night, just as you were leaving the office. We were talking about Geelong Adelaide. You looked at me with a look of confidence I've never ever seen before, Ryan. <laughs> you said Adelaide would win by four goals. I did, and they got. Pants. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. And yep. I was go- I was about to make a bet on it, and then I said, actually, you know what? I'm not because I'm going to fail this. <laughs> yeah, I would I would uh, refrain from ever betting in Geelong again for or against Geelong, to be honest. Particularly at um, Simmons. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, the Cats were imperious. They um, they just have the wood over Adelaide. I think it's pretty clear to say. Yeah, they play them again in Adelaide later this this season. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. But the the Cats just match up well on them and. And they don't seem to be a, have an answer for like Selwood and Dangerfield. Um, and um, gee, Scott Selwood is a massive in for Geelong, isn't mm. he? Like, he yeah. really changes the dimension of that midfield. All, all of a sudden, it's so much more combative and it's just so much harder to run over. Like, the Pies really ran over and through uh, Geelong's midfield when they beat them. And then Gold Coast did as well. But yeah, it, it's a, they're, they're a tougher unit with uh, Scotty Selwood in there. Yep. Makes a fair difference when you got three pretty good midfielders instead of two, doesn't it? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's probably Adelaide's 
that's where they, they falter a little bit because they've got the Crouch Brothers and Sloan. And Sloan's a jet, but the Crouch Brothers aren't there yet. No, no. And that's why they went so hard for Gibbs and they'll go hard again for Rockliffe, I reckon, at the end of the season. Or at least they should because yeah. that, that's what they're missing. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah they, imagine they, they got Rockliffe. They clearly need another, another, <laughs> another decent midfielder. Um, so what do you reckon Geelong are equal or well, second favourite behind GWS by a mile now? Or do you think that you know, people now, should be talking about? I don't think anyone's any thing by a mile this year, mm. uh, to be honest with you. The Cats are clearly flawed. Um, but then it's kind of, at the moment, there just isn't a good team in the competition. You'd say, well, GWS. Yeah. Yeah. GWS clearly favourites, but. They've still got the, 10 of their best players out. And yeah, they're top of the ladder. It's mental. It's mental. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I, I just, um, I, I, the Cats will finish top four from here, you'd, you'd think. Um, and then really, they're as good a chance as anyone. They just sort of need the matchups to line up. I think they can beat any team pretty much. Until, like until they run into Collingwood in the finals. Yeah. I'll tell you what, that year. will be a fun podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm not coming to that. Um, <laughs> the, but the Cats, um, last year, they could have won the flag had they not had to play Sydney. And uh, I don't think there's a team that scares them. The way Sydney did last year in um, the top in the in the top echelon of teams this year, Gold Coast do probably <laughs> after that you know barnstorming win against yeah year. okay all right we, as if we'll we see how they go they'll see if, how they go at the MCG on Grand Final day. as if Collingwood does not scare Geelong you rarely beat us these days yeah I I I think I made my point about Collingwood pretty clear I don't think the Geelong will have to face them in the final <laughs> um, something I'll be Keen to see. When do Richmond play Geelong? Uh, not sure off the top of my head. Because Richmond's such a, you know, they're so good up forward. You know, they've got such quick and such, you know, such good pressure up there with their small forwards. Something that Geelong will struggle with because mm. they've got a slow back line. Yeah. That's a really intriguing matchup. It is. I agree with that. I'm interested. And the Tigers won't get bullied in midfield as well. They got Dustin Martin, they got, who's they the got, number one bully in the league. Last year, they were six goals up at three-quarter time. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. and I know you've already got the fixturing in your sights for Rudy's rants coming up next, but Geelong and Richmond don't meet for the first time until round 21. So, oh, that's great. There you go. <laughs> round we've 21 already... and then grand final day. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for this. The big fella's angry. It's Rudy's rant. You signposted it, Rabs. The fixturing on the buy rounds is just... Very, very frustrating. The, the last week, so we had the Thursday night game, the Friday night game, the three standalone games Saturday, then Sunday, 4.40 Melbourne mm. time. And For, not on free-to-air. And not on free-to-air. It's 4.40 Collingwood not being played into Melbourne. That's a stinker of a, of a scheduling, uh, a stinker of scheduling. I mean, I get why they like Thursday games because they rate well. But spreading out the footy, like spreading out so little footy across so many days, it's 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 somehow both like overkill and uh, like underkill, <laughs> for, for lack of a better term. It's I just I hate it. I hate it. It's like this every single year. And then this week we've got a Monday game as well because of um, the Queen's birthday. Just wh- why why <laughs> why can't they just schedule stuff normally? Why does it always have to be this weird labyrinthine thing? And why on earth did they have a 4.40 Sunday game instead of the, the 3.20? Why? If you're, if you're the one Fremantle fan that lives in Melbourne, you have to have Foxtel or else you're fucked because that, they always get that late Sunday game and it's yeah. never on free to air. Yeah, yeah. 
It's not ridiculous. In what would you rather a game on TV, free to air TV on Sunday or Thursday night to watch? Oh, Sunday. Yeah, yeah, Sunday. Yeah. Why play three games on a Saturday and only one on a Sunday? Mm. It's fucking strange. Like, the, but I then s- if they did have two games of it on a Sunday, it would be three twenty and four forty. Yeah, and they would overlap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Fox Sale is monopolizing the AFL coverage. It's actually ridiculous. They're making it extremely hard for the everyday person to be able to watch the games. Mm. It's, yep. it's you bullshit. Can't, you can't really watch it on the AFL app either. No, you can't. Because <laughs> yeah, it just fucking iPad. collapses all the yeah. time. Oh, we're talking about the buy rounds uh, already. And uh, we're going to do three word reviews of each buy team over the next three rounds. So we'll kick it off. We'll, we'll pump through these pretty quickly, boys. So we've each got three word reviews for each team. We'll start mm-hmm. with Brisbane. Yep. Uh, Rudy? Uh, long road ahead. Oh, yeah? Mm. Hey. Uh, thoughts and prayers. <laughs> oh, I've, got, <laughs> I've got still pretty shit. So <laughs> yep. we're, we're, all, we're all along the same lines there. Um, mm. There is signs of hope, you know, with Hipwood and um, Harris Andrews and Josh Shack. Oh, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> mate, let's not even get started on that. That's Elliot Yo and Sam Doherty, yeah. Yeah. Jared Pollock. You know, Steph Martin's thirty years old. Sorry, really? Yeah, he got old really quick. Mm. He, he's like a sensational player. He is very yeah. good. Here, moving on. Carlton, I'll go off here. Frustrating but promising. That's good. Um, I've just got hard to watch. I've actually gone the other way. I've gone all hail Brendan. Yeah, oh, yeah. well, that, that's fair as well. You can it's see just, results. Um, he's just had exactly. to. He's had to make them hard to watch to get any kind of. It's exactly joy. what Paul yeah. Roos did with Melbourne, and yeah, like exactly, exactly. Ha, has there been a bad loss for Carlton this year? Uh, they got Port spanked by Port. Yeah, they got yeah, spanked. Okay, okay. really fair badly. Other than that, has there been a bad loss for Port? Not, no, not too. No, not, I don't think so. Just quickly on Port Adelaide, <sighs> they're. Good. We'll get to yeah, them next week. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are good. I'm just gonna. They, they are good. That's I'm, our three word review. I've got, as well for next yes. week. <laughs> I've got a ch- another cheat one here for Carlton. Find more Silvani's because I think yeah. Alex Silvani's been pretty good for them since coming in. Yeah. Uh, Melbourne, Ethan, play four quarters. <laughs> yeah, very good. Yeah, uh, I've got uh, boom bust cycle for Melbourne. It's Please a, explain. Well, it's a, literally they're a boom bust team. They have really great. Like impressive wins and then embarrassing, humiliating losses. Well, that leads into mine. I've got weak as piss <laughs> because they don't have blokes who like getting to, outside of Jack Viney, blokes who, and Bernie Vince. No one really likes getting hurt for whatever oh, Bernie Vince is worth. I, I don't know about that. You Chris Parker in there. Yeah, and they've got um, another bloke who can't play because he loves getting hurt so much. Bloody Angus Brayshaw. Mm. It's I, I reckon it's the other way with with Melbourne. I reckon they've got too many blokes. By the way, if, mucking in in the midfield and not enough class. If I see Jake Malksham feign to throw a punch and then laugh at the bloke for flinching one more time, I'll I'll, I'll flip my fucking nut. <laughs> yeah. I cannot stand Jake Malksham. Uh, St Kilda, Rudy. Uh, need classy mids. Well, and they've pulled out a Fife running through the Fife. Where's yeah, the Fife? well, I don't think that was ever really on the cards. Josh Kelly, Lockie Whitfield. They, Lucky Whitfield. They, I think they'd be mad not to be trying to get Josh Kelly. If they get Josh Kelly, then they're like a premiership contender immediately, in my opinion. I've got where you at. Because like Melbourne, they're, they're losing and winning games. It's so frustrating to watch St. Kilda. Because mm. they're exciting. And they've got exciting players like Jade Gresham. But they're not winning as much as they should. Mm. They're lower than Collingwood. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's um, daunting. Yeah. yeah. Um, something that sort of answers both of yours, um, bring back Rue. Oh, yeah. I, I reckon he gets fit and they're back in the mix. Mm. Well, that, the, that's something that's something that's on a wing or forward. Oh, either or. On a, I'd... He's, he's that good a player that like his influence is significant, whether he plays up forward or on a wing. Mm. 
and you'll make a massive difference once he gets his knee sorted. If he gets his knee sorted. If he gets his knee sorted. Sydney, I've got off the cliff. I think they've got a lot of blokes that are that are at the end of their career. And they won a few games and people are like they're coming back. But no, I don't think Sydney are uh, anywhere near finals this year. Um, I've got leaving it late oh. because they're leaving it too late to get to the finals. Mm. Really? Like they're, they're still... They're still a good enough team for the finals. They just left it too late. They've got a few blokes that it's just sad to watch. Like Heath Grundy's had a great mm. career, but he's looking very, very bad. Mm. Uh, they're three and seven with a percentage over 100, so I've just gone, what the fuck? It's <laughs> a good call. They do have that element to just turn a game because they've got Buddy. Yeah. They've got some really exciting players. You know, the SCG is a very good home ground advantage for them, but losing to Hawthorne, I mean, no one loses to Hawthorne these days. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, they're leaving it late. <laughs> they are leaving it late. <laughs> off, off the cliff is a good shout as well. They do have a lot of cooked blokes. Mm. Mm. And Kieran Jack is certainly he's, one of them. Where's he amongst them? Uh, finally, we've got the Western Bulldogs. Heath? Uh, considering their year so far, Ashes half century. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. In reference, of course, to... Tom Libertor, who is out of the side. So yep. yes, yeah, twenty-four touches in the VFL. Another so-so game for him. Sums uh, it up. I've got grinding it out because they're just yep. they don't they're not getting on top of teams and they're yeah. losing you know winnable games and yeah I've got almost the same thing I've got getting it done. Mm. They're just getting it done. I still think a good solid. Knock, they're paying seven dollars for the flag and I still think that's that's pretty good money for them because I I think they can win it. Yeah, I've definitely they can definitely win it and it's the. They showed last year they can win it from seventh. It doesn't really matter where they finish. Yeah. Um, we are certainly running overtime, but the weird take of the week, boys, we, we have to touch on it. It has to be Robbo because what are you thinking, mate? Yeah, that was, uh, that was a stinker, wasn't it? So we well, do you want to remind everyone, of, if they don't know what happened, Rudy? Oh, well, yeah. Everyone I'm sure, sort of I'm knows, sure everyone it? knows, but Alex Vasolo uh, came out on, was it Wednesday and said that Tuesday, he, Tuesday, sorry. And he said that he was suffering depression. He'd take a break from, from, uh, actually playing the games, but he would continue training. And then on Friday, Robbo tweeted that, um, they must have some good drugs for this because he's uh, clinical comp- depression Tuesday out of training on Thursday and which was Friday, already announced by the way. Mm. And it, uh, yeah, it just went from there. Didn't it? It was just, uh, an awful look by Robbo. There's been so much work done in this field. Uh, to try and destigmatize mental health as an issue, and that really undoes a lot of the work. It's not. It was not good. It's weird in the sense that it's not funny, it's not informative, it's not thought provoking, it's nothing. Like, why yeah. even bother tweeting that? It's it's Facebook comment level stuff. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, it was poor. It was really disappointing. It's yeah, and you know what? He's got away pretty much scot free for that. Outside of comments from on social media, and then he comes and plays the victim on. Radio he did apologise in the Herald Sun, but yeah, I, I did hear what you were talking about when he said he said that uh, you know these people were talking about mental health. And now they're smashing me so hard. I was like, oh come on, that's not a great call. Mm. Um, I know you, Robert. You don't mind, just leave Robert. It alone. Yeah, just yeah. don't dig yourself a bigger yeah. hole, Robert. I do. I do like Robert. It's true, <laughs> but um, that was just ridiculous. It was just ridiculous. Yeah, no need. Let, let let's move on. Forget about it. And yeah. I don't. I don't think. Collingwood and Alex Vassolo hold any grudges against Robert. But. No, I, I, uh, don't know. Mm. <laughs> I, I'd imagine that Collingwood would be pretty angry about that. The yeah. AFL certainly were. Well, I'll just say the la- last thing on it: if that was other certain media personalities who did that, it'd be front page on the Herald Sun for three days in a row. So, Robert copped a fair whack. Mm. 
All right. So what are we looking forward to second by week, Eth? Uh, more shit fixed drink. Um, no, <laughs> yeah. Queen's birthday is going to be a cracker. Yeah. Um, Melbourne and Collingwood, two teams that are outside of the eight, two teams that are probably looking at a top eight spot. Whoever loses, like this, this is probably the real first instance of an eight point game. Mm, which means Collingwood will lose because it's <laughs> something of importance. I'm not going to gonna complain. <laughs> I'll jump on the back of that and I'll say I'm looking forward to seeing Kale Kirby debut for the Magpies. If you haven't heard of him, he's a little Indigenous fella. Forward, plays for our VFL. Kicked six on the weekend after kicking three two weeks before that. Excitement machine. Jamie Allen injured. It just opens the book for a my nice favorite, debut. My favourite Kale Kirby detail is that when he found out he was drafted, he was in the pub and had to go and get his family out of the pokies. Yeah, he's, um, <laughs> he's pretty legit. I've also seen some footage of him absolutely massacring blokes. Like Byron, Byron Pickett-esque stuff. Mm. Um, he he hits hard, that kid, real hard. Oh, I like it. And he, he's already a cult figure, so and we need someone like that at the Pies. So I'm looking forward to seeing him debut. What about you, Roots? Um, I'm looking forward to not having to watch West Coast play. <laughs> <laughs> They've got Fair. the bye this week. Mm. Um, also, also, something I just noticed is Hawthorne playing Gold Coast again. Yeah. It's, you know, you were just saying before, Richmond don't play Geelong until round 21. Hawthorne play a Gold Coast twice in the first, uh, what's that, 12 weeks. Sydney Bulldogs as well. Yeah, that's back to, it's strange, that's strange stuff, right? I reckon. Um, on Hawthorne, we didn't we didn't touch on it earlier, but I just wanted to make mention of how funny it was that they only scored three to three points to half time against Port the other day. Yeah. That was highly amusing to me and <laughs> most football watchers. And the funniest thing is that Ty Ricker had a chance to kick a goal in that first half and butchered it. Multiple times. Um, they're, they're shit. And that's a really good way to end the podcast, I think. Uh, well, of course, we'll be back next Tuesday after uh, the long weekend with another Greenfield Post footy podcast. Also, just want to leave you with this news. Don't know if you heard uh, Tommy, Tommy Hawkins. Hawkins. Yeah, yeah. Popped a week. week. Saw that. For a jumper punch. It'll be, um, it'll be funny if they do the same thing as last year where they suspend Tom Hawkins to make a point and then completely don't stick to their guns. <laughs> like, I would find that pretty amusing even as a Geelong fan. As always, you can hit us up on Twitter, greenfootpost and greenfootpost.com.au. Catch you next week.